Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is The Art of Awesome, episode number 56. And so there are different ways for you to just get that little extra cash if that's what you're looking for. If you, however, are looking for more than a little extra cash, then we start talking about an actual business. Hit it! That's what I'm talking about! Wait! Okay now, from the beginning. Hit it, boys. Welcome to the Art of Awesome. My name is Nick Troutman, and I'm a professional athlete, entrepreneur, family man, and adventure seeker. My goal is to share with you stories, knowledge, and inspiration as we continue on the journey together, searching for that secret sauce to producing awesome results in everyday life. Thanks for spending some time with me today, and let's get to it. Welcome back, everyone, to The Art of Awesome. I am your host, Nick Troutman, and this is the show where we search for that secret sauce to success and find the difference between the average and the awesome. Today is Monday, and so that means we have another incredible interview. But if you guys haven't already hit subscribe, please go ahead and do so, so that you guys will stay up to date and in tune with the latest episodes of the show. You'll also uh, keep up to date with our Friday Fire, which is a shorter, uh, more bite-sized version of the podcast, where we kind of dive deep into a thought of the day, tip of the day, or just an idea for the day. But on our Mondays, we've got our deep dive interviews, and that is today. So we're going to jump right into it, and today we have a deep dive interview with Vanessa Zamey as we talk side hustles. Vanessa is an entrepreneur, speaker, coach, and author with a focus on side hustles and how to avoid burnout. Vanessa is a fast-talking, high-energetic individual, and she really helps us explain all the differences between side hustles, uh, whether it's something that you're just trying to create a little cash on the side, whether it's a passion project that you would like to follow your dreams, or whether it's something that you want to turn into a career or a business on your own. Um, Anyway, there's a lot of value and a lot of nuggets of gold that are dropped into this podcast and episode. I think you guys are going to learn a lot, especially if 2021 is uh, a year that you wanted to create a little money on the side, or whether this year you wanted to follow your dreams and create that passion project, this interview is going to have something for you. Though before we dive into the show, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Think about it. You've got some great photos on your phone, but what are you doing with them? If you don't have free prints yet, you've got to get it. FreePrints is a free app for iPhone and Android that lets you print all of those photos for free. You get 1,000 free 4x6 photo prints a year, and all you pay is a small shipping charge. You can even print photos at other sizes for next to nothing. Select the photos you want to print, choose the sizes, and you're done. Your premium quality prints will arrive on your doorstep in just days. FreePrints is one of the world's favorite apps. Download it now at freeprints.com and start enjoying real, professional quality, free prints. No subscriptions, no commitments, just free prints. Again, go to freeprints.com and get the app and your 1,000 free prints. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. Here is Vanessa Zamey. Well, first off, Vanessa, I would like to say thank you very much for joining me on the show, and I'm excited to have you here. 
Thank you for having me, Nick. Yes, let's get into it. I love it. So you are an entrepreneur, a speaker, coach, author, all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, and you've got a bit of a focus on side hustles and how to avoid burnout. So I figured I'd start us off with a bit of a curveball right off the bat. And um, how can we have a side hustle without burnout? Can, can we kind of jump into that? And, and doesn't a side hustle mean, you know, having a day job and then coming home and then doing your side hustle all night and never sleeping and you keep on this routine until you crash and burn and have a panic attack? So that's the misconception. And so the, the answer to that is no, side hustle does not mean that you stay up all night and then you have a panic attack and all that stuff. No. And so, uh, but yes, in terms of, you know, let's make sure we're on the same definition here. When I say side hustle, I mean, yes, you have your day job, whatever that may be, your W-2, but then you also have a business that you're doing as well, too, in addition to that. And so what are your three options, Nick, to do this business? It is the mornings, it is the evenings, and it's the weekends. Right. And so something has to go, something has to give. Right. But you have to make that decision on what, what it is for you. Now, most people, they do it in the evenings. Maybe you have family. So in the family, getting the kids ready for school in the morning, then you go to work, then you come back, then you do your business in the evening. Where people go wrong is that the reason why they're staying up at night is because they're like, well, it's 7 p.m. I got to keep on doing this. Then it's like 1 a.m. And then they're like, yeah, but if I just send one more email one more, you know, one more little message, right? I'm gonna do that. And then they go until 3 a.m. And then they're like, oh, I'm taking a nap and wake up for the next day. And the issue is that that is not something that you actually need to do. That is not something that is necessary to make your business happen. It is about working efficiently and effectively when it comes down to your business strategy, your marketing strategy, and everything else in between that you're doing when it comes to a business, right? And so I think about it, for example, classic example, right? People go out, they're like, oh, I need to be on, especially these days, I need to be on all the social media. So they're getting themselves a Twitter, a LinkedIn, a Snapchat, a TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, all that jazz, right? So now they have all those platforms. They're saying to themselves, I am online. I need to be on all these things. So then what do they do? Nick, they try to be on all of the things, right? And at the end of the day, it's not necessary, right? It's not necessary with focus comes business success. You need to focus, right, on like what it is that you need to, like the marketing strategy that works for you. So what I tell people when it comes to the customer acquisition and retention piece of it is where is your audience located, right? Who are you looking to serve and where are they located? For example, if you're looking to reach people who are over the age of 60, you know, TikTok may not be the best place for that. Right. And so where are your people located and, you know, choose that marketing platform for you. But you don't have to be on all the platforms. You really don't. Right. And another trick is that if you are going to be. So I tell some of my clients, for example, right, where they say, OK, we're going to stick to Instagram. At one client, Instagram is her thing. She has 1500 plus followers and she's like, OK, we're going with that marketing strategy for her audience. Right. Whereas another client. She just rolled up into social media like the other day. She's like, what is Instagram, right? But she's familiar with Facebook. And so for her, we have essentially, you know, been able to three exercise of her, like starting her Facebook group and three exercise of her Facebook group for her, right? And so, but essentially Instagram wouldn't be right for her, for her audience in terms of who she's reaching. She's looking to reach essentially people over the age of 40. And so they're still on Facebook, right? Whereas another client of mine is looking to reach, you know, people between the ages of 20 to 40, 
So Instagram still works for her. It still works for her, right? And so at the end of the day, it's, you know, you don't have to burn them in that oil if you're doing things efficiently and effectively, right? Choose what part of it. First of all, choose one business, right? So one people, they, they try to do a lot of business. Um, and feel free to stop me, Nick, I need more time. And so it's actually choose one business um, that you want to work on, right? That's one. And then two, once you choose that one business, right? Then choose, okay, how is it that one route, that one path that you're going to use to reach your people? right? And that is a path that you go on. And here's the thing, even if you do an hour a day, that's still impactful, right? Because busy does not work for you. If you're busy, but you're not moving forward in your business, then you're actually doing nothing, right? If you just spent eight hours every single night this week, getting like, you know, 10 hours of sleep maximum during the entire week, right? And you look at your business, you look at your metrics, and they're still in the same place, if not worse than they were the week prior, then being busy did not work for you, right? And so what you need to understand is that you can still accomplish things. You can still be successful. You can still sort of be the most without doing the most, right? And that's when it comes to optimizing and maximizing each hour of your time. And that comes with being intentional about each thing that you're doing and how it relates to taking care of yourself and also taking care of business. So there's a whole a whole flu of things that you, that you just said there that that I want to jump into. <clears throat> um, so uh, first off, I love that you said be intentional, and you were talking about focus, and those are two things that I personally uh, am trying to implement more in my own life, and and something that I think probably can help everybody with success in whatever they want to do. Again, whether it's business, whether it's athletics, whether it's relationships, yeah. uh, it really applies to pretty much everything in life. The other thing um, that you talked about was you you mentioned, and, and we didn't really go deep onto it, but you, you said start one business. Yeah. And I'm assuming that that is because that then you can focus 100% on that one business. Two, it would be because... Starting a business takes a lot of energy, yes. um, a lot of creativity, a lot of focus, a lot of time. So it's hard to do multiple side hustles. That was actually one of the questions that I was going to ask is like whether or not you can try to do multiple side hustles. Uh, and so it, it sounds like through your opinion, your success that you think you should narrow it down, focus it down on one at a time. I'm assuming there's got to be a point that... Mm -hmm. Once a side hustle becomes effective enough that maybe you could outsource that or hire yes. somebody on or something like that, then it's, I mean, it's almost like a, either a second job or it could turn into a primary job, whatever. But at that point, it's not as much of a side hustle. And once you bring in more of a team, then maybe you could take on more and more different side hustles or, or kind of like bolt on um jobs or whatever, however you want to kind of approach that. Uh, another thing that I wanted, I wanted to ask you about in regards to side hustles is because I'm just assuming uh, again for myself and, and for the audience out there that there might be people listening and thinking the idea of a side hustle might just be perfect for them. They, they, they want some extra cash or they want to pursue a passion. Um, can you first walk us through how someone might set up a side hustle? Yes. And so in terms of, okay, because some people, like you mentioned, they just want to do this. Like, you know what? I just need to get this $500 car payment out the way every single month for the next couple of years. Right? Maybe that's all you're trying to do, right? 
And there may be other people where you're like, I want to build this business, quit my nine to five, and then I want to build a legacy, generational wealth, financial freedom, et cetera, right? Those people, one business at a time, right? Do that, as Nick mentioned, and then you make it into a system, you be efficient with that, you add in another business, right? For those, you're just looking for something to do on the side, you can do multiple of those at the time, right? And so when I think of, so in terms of my definition of a side business, is a profit-producing, purpose-driven business, right? So something that is tied to your purpose, something that is tied to, like, it, it gets you up, it gets you up, right? You're just like, it's excited to do it, right? It's not like another job. Whereas I think when people think about side hustle, they think of it as something that is actually another job, right? Kind of like the gig economy. They're like, oh, let me go drive for lifts. That's my side hustle, right? Or let me, you know, door dash delivery. That's my side hustle. And... That, I mean, that's a hustle, yes, and you are doing it on the side, right? But really, at the end of the day, it's another job. And so if, that's what, if you're just looking for, so essentially to answer your question in terms of if someone is just looking for a little bit of cash here and there, do, do one of those things, right? Do essentially a gig economy type of situation where, you know, you can also do surveys. You can like take online surveys. You can, you know, do a like little mini course and put that and teach people, right? You can become a tutor on the side. There are many organizations that hire tutors um, for different different subjects, different stages, et cetera, right? So maybe you can be a tutor as well too. And so there are different ways for you to just get that little extra cash if that's what you're looking for. If you, however, are looking for more than a little extra cash, then we start talking about an actual business and what is it that you actually want to leave in this world and creating that legacy and creating that purpose and entering into the realm of entrepreneurship, right? But if you just look for a little extra cash, you don't want to start a business. Entrepreneurship is not for you. It's it's like, it's more so, it's, it's so much energy that it's just not worth it. If you just try and look for a little bit here and there, it's just not worth it, right? But if you were like, you know what? I actually want to build something, financial freedom, time freedom, more time with, time with my family, more time for my kids, an example for my kids. I have one client where she is a project manager by day, right? And then she also has a digital marketing consultancy, right? Essentially by night. Um, and she has, you know, she works with um, B2B clients, so actual organizations. And essentially, she also has two little girls, four-year-olds that she is, you know, taking along with preschool during these COVID times. So she's like homeschooling them and all that stuff. So she's doing all of that. Why she's doing all that is because at some point, she does want to get to the place where she is able to make the business, you know, what it can be, where she can make it her full-time thing. But at the same time, she's doing to set an example for her kids, right? So for her daughters that, you know what? You can do the nine to five corporate America life, but you can also do this entrepreneurship thing, BTW, right? And so if that is what you're looking for, then yes, actually work on a business, focus on one business. If you're just looking for something on the side, there's so many ways for you to get a little cash here and there. Um, you know, like it's just, it's, you know, you can deliver stuff, you can sell stuff, you can, um, there's so many ways for you to get cash here and there. That is just, you know, it, yeah. it sounds, don't, it don't sounds <laughs> yeah, it sounds like that there's like two versions of the side hustle. You got the side hustle that is, you know, maybe um, cutting grass or, or yes, you know, the lawn, do, well, like what, whatever it is. Stand. Yeah, yeah, lemonade stand, whatever it is where you're doing something just to make a little extra cash on the side, which is like what you said. It's a hustle on the side, therefore a side hustle. And then you've got the other version of the side hustle, which is more of like, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to follow my passion, mm -hmm. um, but, I, but I'm not able to just 
do it off the bat. So for instance, to me, like the first thing that, that, comes into mind is like the starving artist uh, kind of concept where it's like, okay, I might be an artist and that's what I want to do. That's my passion. Nobody's buying my art right now. So I'm going to keep doing that on the side, but I've got to also yeah. get a job to still sustain my life type thing. Do you know what I mean? And so, so you've got Indeed. the two different versions of almost like the, the cash producing side hustle, which is mainly just to, to have a little extra spending cash or, or build, you know, cash reserves or whatever that is. Um, and then you've got the like more passion driven side hustle, which, which is a lot more in the direction of like creating and, and building that entrepreneurial lifestyle. Yeah. And unfortunately what happened if we take the starving artist example, right. And I spent like essentially five plus years just with the artist community and creative community and a nonprofit organization. And you know, there is that, it's still around in terms of this concept of a starving artist, right? And unfortunately what happens is that artists who want to do their passion, they say, you know, I got to like be homeless and I got to starve in order to make it happen. And at the end of the day, it's, you don't actually have to, you know, go all the way to the bottom to make it to the top, right? <laughs> you can do this, you can build up, you know, you can essentially create your, your album. You can, you know, find time in the studio. Like studios are open at night. <laughs> like, you know, you can find time in the studio. You can network with the right people, right? At the right events. Most events even happen after hours anyways. So it's like, it's not gonna interfere with your nine to five if you do have a nine to five, right? The beauty of building your business while working your nine to five is that you are not sitting here making decisions based on, you know, financial pressure. Right. Like for if it's someone who's a coach, right? You're not sitting here speaking to a potential client, like, oh my gosh, like if this person doesn't buy, I won't have food tomorrow morning, like OMG, right? And that just makes you say things and do things that are just crazy. Right. And so having that nine to five allows you to actually devote this good positive energy towards your business, right? And towards your passion, whether it's artistry, whatever it may be, so that you can come correct and you can show up correctly, right? For what it is that you need to do to keep moving forward in your purpose. And then, and then, you know, when you feel ready, you take the leap. You take what? the leap, right? And like as someone like this time last year where he took the leap, right? <laughs> Into his essentially musicianship. And now he's doing that full time. So, yeah. What are your thoughts on, because previously we, we spoke on the fact that you kind of have one side hustle, but... Is there a version just because I'm I'm kind of just thinking through this all in my head how you're you're kind of laying it out? Is there not also a version where you could have essentially two side hustles and no nine to five? So you could have the like oh, yeah. passion driven side hustle of like okay I'm going to be this starving artist, but instead of doing the nine to five I'm going to do the side hustle of cutting the grass to to like make that little bit of extra cash to help yeah. um you know keep me at whatever it is that I'm I'm passion dri driven towards whether it's painting music I mean there could be a million different things coaching what whatever it is be, uh, being an athlete I mean there's yeah. a, there's a gazillion versions of the the passion um route but using almost like you you've got the side hustle on both on both sides instead of the 9 to 5 to side hustle in one way or the other Yes there is and I say in that situation it is a you have like in that situation, it's like really at that point, your main, your main business is your, you know, the passion driven business. And then it's a matter of, okay, the question is then what, how, you know, I'm not making the income I want to make right now in the business. Right. But what can I do to supplement myself? 
that won't take the whole, all that energy of a nine to five, where maybe you're dealing with a bad boss, or maybe you're dealing with annoying coworkers or whatever it may be. So what can you do on the side, right? That still will supplement you getting your business going or getting, you know, your passion project going, right? And continuing forward in that, in that but without having to panic. So you mow the lawn right? You do a lemonade stand, you sell some trinkets, right? Like some people sell their car, right? That's not a, the, the side hustle. That's just a one-time transaction. But you can think of it in that sense where they're trying to get some cash, right? That they can use to fund. So maybe you decide, you know what? Let me go study to be a barista at a cafe. And then you make that your side, right? Or you decide to be a waitress or a waiter, right? And so some people will do that while they are also, you know, writing their book or while they're, you know, trying to get their, you know, creative, journey or writing or artistry, you know, up and running, or while they're trying to build up their coaching business, right? What ends up happening, unfortunately, is that there are people, let's say you're listening to this, and you are in a situation where you maybe you decide to quit your job, right? And then you're like, I'm gonna go all in in my business that I haven't started yet. So I'm just quit my job. And so you decide to go all into entrepreneurship, you start the business, and you realize, no, it is not day one success, the moment you start. Right. And so now maybe you're struggling and you're just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Get yourself a little thing on the side. Right. But don't necessarily get yourself a nine to five because that's going to cause more energy. That's going to cause more work. Right. Not only in job searching, but also just once you do it, you are going to hate it. Right. But it's clear that you need some little cash injections here and there. Right. And so don't do little odd jobs. Right. Or odd jobs. People have maybe heard of that. Right. Do little odd jobs here and there right? Where maybe you're gardening, maybe you're good with gardening, maybe you're good at painting portraits, maybe you're, you know, do little odd jobs, maybe you're, you decide you want to be a clown at a kid's birthday party, right? <laughs> like, you know, but essentially, it's find ways to get yourself that cash injection, right? And don't feel bad about it, right? Most part, don't feel bad about it. Because at the end of the day, you know, I think people, they feel bad about, oh my gosh, I'm doing my business, my full-time business, but oh, I'm also doing this other thing. Oh, I'm such a failure as an entrepreneur because I decided to get cash in some other way. No, you're being resourceful. You are being resourceful, right? I would almost, I would almost say you're being resourceful and responsible in the sense yes. that like you're, you're doing this because you're, you're like a step ahead of the game in the sense of like, I'm going to proactively do this odd job uh, to make some extra cash instead of reactively get kicked out onto the curb and be homeless yes. because my whatever my my passion project didn't work this month and I couldn't make the paycheck or the whatever my bills um it, as far as the odd jobs as you call them and and we're talking in that version of the side hustle can in that regard can we have a couple of them like is is there any downside then to having to Maybe, you know, you cut lawns twice a month, you, you're, you're a clown at kids' birthday parties, uh, I don't know, you, you maybe Uber drive, or like, I'm not sure, I'm just trying to yeah. think of different, different versions. Can you have several of those, like what you would consider like odd jobs, uh, where they're really just solely to produce extra cash flow? You can have several of those, but here's where the risk is and where the issue becomes. It's comes back to the two concepts we mentioned earlier in terms of focus, right? And also another additional thing like time management. And I put time management in quotes. And when it comes down to focus and time management, it's okay, yes, you have those several side jobs, right? Maybe you're, you sign up for a temp agency or something of that nature. But what ends up happening is that, you know, one week the clown party will be at 12 p.m. on Wednesday. The other week it'll be on like Friday at 6 p.m. Right. And then, you know, one week you're driving 
for Lyft, you know, Monday, Tuesday. The next week you do it like Saturday, Sunday, right? And so it just ends up being this sporadic schedule where unless you're really like passionate about what it is that you're passionate about, unless you really are, you know, true to your purpose and true to your mission and true to the business that you want to have flourish, right? You will get lost in all that shuffle, right? And then you'll end up in a space, now just speaking to someone actually about this like last night, where you're, you know, trying to do all this stuff and you're just like, I just don't know why I don't have the time to, to do my podcast. I can't figure out why I don't have the time to do my essential oils business, right? Literally just last night. Um, and at the end of the day, it's a matter of, you need to just find the time and you need to stick to it, right? So set, setting those boundaries. So not only saying, okay, I'm only going to do clown parties if they're on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm only going to do that, you know, delivery service if it's on Monday and Tuesday between 12 and eight, right? And then that way I can work on my book, my album, my coaching business, between, you know, eight to 12 on Monday and Tuesday mornings, or, you know, Saturday and Sundays, whatever it may be. And so it's a matter of you setting those boundaries for yourself, right? And ensuring that you also set those boundaries for other people too. Because one thing also that came up in my conversation yesterday with this woman was that she was saying, oh, you know, I'll do, I do the stuff, and then I get calls, and then people just call me, and then I just like take the call. <laughs> and I'm just like, why are you taking the call, right? You can just not take the call. And sometimes that's just like an aha moment for people where they're just like, oh, I guess I don't have to take that call, right? Like, yes, will there be people who email me at one in the morning? I'm sure of it, right? There are people who email me at one in the morning, 11 p.m., right? Four a. I just had an email this morning from someone at 4 a.m., right? I don't have to take that email, right? You know, like the email is in my inbox. It is not going to go away if I check it at one in the morning, if I check it at 9 a.m. Right. But at least I will be saved when I check it at 9 a.m. <laughs> as opposed to checking it at 1 a.m., for example. Right. And so it's setting those boundaries and staying focused and being true to what it is that you want. Right. So that you can do the, the different side hustles. Right. But ensure that you are clear with yourself or maybe you're working for a temp agency. You're clear with them on the hours that you have set yourself up to do. Yeah, I, t I totally agree. And it really comes back to what you said earlier about focus and intention and then also something that that I've recently talked about on on this podcast before, but but setting the priority of of what it is that's most important in your life too. So, mm -hmm. if the if your passion project is the you know obviously what you're passionate about and what you might consider the most important, make sure that you're not too you know involved in all these like side hustles that are producing cash and you forget about that or, or vice yeah. versa where it's like you're you're too swamped with your nine to five that you're not finding any time to do what you're passionate about like just figure it out and schedule it on a calendar I, I would assume that you would agree but maybe not that yeah. a calendar might be the best way to help kind of prioritize that and so that you've got that listed out like what you said okay on on Monday from you know eight to ten I can focus 100% of my time on project a, um, and, and vice versa. And so, yeah, I mean, that all sounds amazing. I, I really like how we started with talking about focus and ha how it's kind of like looped back a little bit to, um, to focus. Cause it really is. And that's something again, that I struggle with for sure. Uh, and I, I don't know, maybe I'm the only one in the world that does that, but I kind of feel like I'm not, um, where definitely not, definitely not. <laughs> where you might get distracted or like uh, shiny object syndrome is, is what I call it. Where like, I'm like, Ooh, ah, look at this, look at that. But, but yeah, I think just coming back to focusing a hundred percent on, 
on what it is, setting priority and putting it on a calendar and, and kind of just getting it all listed out. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, I mean, so some people, you know, it's, it's a, you can think of the calendar as also just like a concept in terms of you're just writing it out. Right. Like I would say, you know, for me, I used to use planners like 20 years ago, I was using planners. Right. Then I got a Blackberry and I started using the Blackberry calendar and that was my life, literally my life. And then, you know, at some point in time, I then switched into sort of journaling my schedule and my calendar. Right. And, you know, for you, it might be whatever route that you need. Maybe you need to set an alarm or you just set it up in like two hour blocks. Right. And the thing is, but the, the priority here is just for you to be intentional, right? And, you know, things may come up. Things may, like life happens, right? You may end up getting a call for a wedding and it's a destination wedding. Maybe not in these days, but it's a destination wedding. And you want to go out there and you need to just like get there during a certain time. But it was the same amount of week that you were going to do some other thing. You just got to prioritize and choose, right? And then you adapt and flex as you need to, right? Like I... For me, if I'm adding something, you know, let's say I'm adding something to like the goal I have, right? And so I already have my set goals and I'm like, you know what, Vanessa, let's, uh, let's, you know, let's also try to do, let's, let's go, let's do some, some podcast interviews, all right? And so then it's like, oh, wait, okay, that takes a whole nother set of tasks that I need to add on. Okay, great. How am I going to make this happen? I literally will take out a journal and I will sit there and I will mark out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then I just like shade things in and I was like, okay. I can reach out to Nick on this day and this time, right? Or I can like have the interviews at this day, this time, right? But it's a matter of just prioritizing, as Nick mentioned, and, you know, being flexible with yourself, but also being focused as well, too. That's awesome. Um, what was one of your side hustles? And, uh, and I guess the other question was, is, do you feel like all side hustles, I mean, this is two questions, so, so I feel like we can... <laughs> I'm about to say a second question, but I, you haven't answered the first one. But like, do you feel that all side hustles should eventually turn into a main job? Okay, so first question, what was my side hustle? And then second, should all side, it's a philosophical question, should all side hustles turn into a main job? Okay, so in terms of like my, so my side hustle, so I started Eurovision Scalas, my coaching and consulting company for new entrepreneurs while I was doing my day job, right? And so when we talk about, you know, being, setting boundaries, Literally, even, even before, it was like a couple months even before I even started the business, where I literally said to myself, 4.30 p.m. shuttle. I'm on that 4.30 p.m. shuttle <laughs> out the door, right? Now, here's the thing. Was there like one time, maybe every couple of months, where I would be on the 6.30 p.m. shuttle instead because it was a project deadline or there was something that ended up happening? Sure, that definitely happened, right? But 99% of the time, 4.30 p.m. shuttle is where I was. I left that laptop on the desk did not come home with me. Right. And so my, so my side hustle, so to speak, was your vision catalyst. Right. And then the question about should your side hustle, should every side hustle become a main job? It depends on the side hustle, right? We went through many different, different definitions in this episode on side hustles. Right. And so if your side hustle is just one of those odd jobs, then, you know, it doesn't really have to be a full job. All right. But if your side hustle is your actual like passion driven business, then I think, at some point, it should become your main job, your main business, right? Now, here's the thing, though. Even though it becomes your main business, assuming you are, and I work, so I work with ambitious, purpose-led solopreneurs. And the thing about ambitious, purpose-led solopreneurs who are looking to, you know, build that legacy, build that empire, set an example for kids, you know, open up that community center in their community, right, is that they have other things they want to build 
other than that first, you know, business, right? Like that artist wants to, you know, make it to artistry, blah, 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 and then get that money and then create a community center or open up a park or whatever it is that they want to do, right? And so there's always something more that ambitious people want to do, right, Nick? And so, yes, at some point in time, your business will make it to the point where you're like, oh, this is actually a full-time business. I don't need any of these odd jobs anymore because the money I have coming in, right, is enough to satisfy me, right? But that does not mean that you don't then, you know, we talked about it actually a couple early in the interview, right? Okay, great. So now you have that. Can you start another business? Yes, you can. And then that becomes your new side business. And the cycle continues. So should every business become a main business? I would say it can. But it's a matter of the only business I think should really become a main business is a business that ties to your purpose and your mission at the end of the day. And it's ties to something that makes you want to wake up in the, at night and wake up in the morning, whatever it is, right? But it's also something that allows you the time to spend with your family, to spend with your kids, to spend with yourself, right? And so that you are also showing up in the world the way that you want to show up in the world. That's awesome. What, what, what do you say to someone who has that, you know, that vision, that purpose, but it isn't producing any income and it's only taking time and energy. Do they still produce that like a side hustle? Do they, do they wait until they've got more of their finances in order before taking that on? How does that kind of fall into play? Great question. I would say actually the first question that that person is probably thinking to themselves is, should I quit? <laughs> they're like, should I stop? Right. That's the first question they're thinking. And I would say if, and this is a question I always ask other people. And so on a scale of one to 10, with 10 being the highest, how much do you want this business to work, right? On a scale of one to 10, with 10 being the highest, how much do you want this business to work? And if it's an eight, nine, and 10, then do not quit. If it's a one to seven, then you're doing the wrong business to begin with, right? And so you don't have the passion in there to begin with. And so you need to choose another business, sit with yourself, reflect on yourself, et cetera, right? But if it's an eight, nine, 10, then the answer to the question, should I quit? The answer to that question is no, you should not, right? Now, what we need to do though, the issue though, is that the reason why your business is doing all this time and energy and it's not making you money because you're not doing it effectively, right? You're doing, you're doing the busyness that we talked about. You're, you're being busy, right? But you're not moving forward. You're doing the most, but it's not creating anything for you, right? And so it goes back to taking a step back what is the business plan? What is that simple business plan that you have, right? Who is it that you're serving? What problem do they have? How are you solving it? What is the one thing that you are offering that is solving that problem, right? Business fundamentals, then the marketing, right? From who are you serving? Where are they located? How do you communicate, right? If you are someone who likes to write stuff, but you don't like videos, then don't do Facebook Lives, that's not for you, right? But if you're someone who you like videos, you like presenting, you like showing up and teaching people, then that's the route for you, right? If you just like pictures, Instagram, Pinterest, all that stuff, right? But what is the one marketing platform that you choose for yourself and for your business, right? Keep it simple. That's literally my model in mind. So I have a six month business accelerator um, and that's my model. My model is keep it simple, then keep it moving right? Keep it simple, then keep it moving, right? So go back like to the that. fundamentals of business when it comes to your strategy, when it comes to your marketing and be efficient in what it is that you're doing, right? Because if you're efficient and if you're getting down to those fundamentals and if there is like a passion behind the business, then it should be making you money, right? And so the question is, why is it not? Because your business is not set up properly. That's it. That's really the thing. You're doing something wrong in there, right? Now, when it comes to the question of also, okay, so, but how long would that take for that? So like, should I still consider the side hustle or an odd job or the, like, 
Hey, if you got the, the bandwidth to do that, sure, right? Like if you were like, hey, I was a model in another time in life, maybe I can do modeling again, <laughs> right? And you're like, I can do that on the side, whatever it may be. Think about how much energy it took for you to get that gig <laughs> for the modeling gig, whatever it be. If you have the energy to do that again, then by all means, go ahead and do that, right? But there are also a bunch of other side hustles out there in the world that you can do if you're just looking for a cash injection, right? But really, it's just take a step back in your business, figure out how do you simplify it, right? What are you actually doing and how's it actually serving you, right? There's a system I also use, green, red, yellow light system. And I haven't heard anyone say Jesus yet, but essentially it's what I developed in my business accelerator program. And what I found at least helpful for me when I was as a new entrepreneur in my business, as we were growing and building the team and all that stuff, month by month basis, right? What is working for you? Guess what that, that's a green light for the next month. Keep on doing it, right? What is not working for you, right? Stop it, learn from it, and then stop doing that. That's it. Right. If you're not getting people on Instagram, then stop doing Instagram. Right. If you're not getting people on LinkedIn, then stop doing the LinkedIn. That's okay. Right. It's not like no one is going to be like, oh my gosh, you're such a terrible entrepreneur. You're not like, no. Right. And then yellow light, what is it that you can enhance? Right. What is it that you can improve? Is there something new that you can try that you haven't tried yet? Right. That you can just shift a little bit, just a little tweak. Do you need another, maybe you're doing an apparel store? Do you need a new distributor to work with? Do you need a new vendor to work with, right? Maybe that's like that relationship is the red light. The current relationship that you have right now is a red light. You need to stop that, right? And then you need to do work with someone else, right? So find that someone else to work with, right? But what is it, are the pieces that you're doing in your business? And be honest with yourself on what is working, what is not working, and what do you need to shift and change, right? And it really comes down to simplifying, keeping it simple than keeping it moving. I like that. That's awesome. I like the, the, what is it? Green, red, yellow light system. And, and I think that's, I mean, I, I've definitely thought of that a lot. I've never used uh, the, the colored lights as the way to visualize it, but, but I regularly also try to, and for, for 2021 that in the new year, I'm actually trying to do this daily, but take 10 minutes and go find some alone time and just do some deep thinking and whether I, I call it like deep thinking slash meditating slash problem solving. Like in, in the sense I've, I've kind of tied it all into one, which someone who meditates probably is like, dude, that's not meditating. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> the whole idea is that, that I'll try and go like spend some alone time to just think things over um, and think that exactly where what is working? How do I double down on that? What is not working and how can I eliminate it? Um, and it's something that I, I think probably we could all just spend some time focusing on that because with that, I think, I forget who exactly said it, but, uh, wherever, wherever, how's the saying go? Wherever energy goes. Oh, so, uh. Yes, wherever, wherever energy, energy goes, or whatever focus goes. Fo that's, 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 that's what it is. Wherever, <laughs> wherever focus goes, energy flows. That's exactly it. Um, and so wherever you're kind of focusing that time and energy, um, you're, you're going to get the returns from that. And, and yeah. in vice versa too, wherever you're finding time, that's like a time suck. If you're able to eliminate that, you've now got that focus and energy, um, given back to you to, to implement in other directions, whether that's your passion, whether it's your side hustle, uh, whether it's your family, it could, I mean, whatever you want to put that towards. So mm -hmm. that's, that's amazing. Vanessa, what is your, uh, your next, you know, three to five years look like? Where are you going from here? That is such a great question, Nick. You know, 
I wish, you know, I, I'm going to tell you something that you probably don't hear from people. And I would say, where I'm going, I'm building an empire, right? But with three to five years, I'm going to say, sort I don't know where I'm going. And why do I say that? Because I used to have a thing where I would say, oh, yeah, in five years, in 10 years, in three years. But then, unfortunately, I'd measure myself up against that every single day. And so then I would feel bad about myself. I'm like, oh, I'm not there anymore. Or I'm not there yet. OMG is such a gap. Oh, my gosh. And so three to five years, I don't know where I'm going to be. But I can tell you where I'm striving for, Nick. And it could happen next year. Who knows? <laughs> right? But where I'm striving for is I have a current community. We are growing at a rapid pace, more than 50% every month. And, you know, right now it's about 700. I'm trying to get to 8,000 by the end of the year of ambitious purpose-led solopreneurs, right? And so that's just this year alone. Where I'm trying to go is your business catalyst is just one business and an empire that I'm building to continue to contribute to my community, to continue helping people with their financial wellness, with their business sense, with, you know, making it, you know, living through whatever situation that they're going through with the information and resources that they need, right? And so my purpose in life, which I, even before I started your business guide list, right? I, knew, I already knew this was my purpose in life, but to essentially share information and resources with people so they become better versions of themselves. So that's my purpose in life. And so I will continue walking in that We'll see where it leads me. Your business catalyst is just step one. Also, real estate investing as well too. I'm doing that as well too on the side. I guess I can say. Um, I, I got a little bit of that on the side as well. <laughs> indeed, indeed, precisely right. So doing that on the side, I guess too, right? We'll see where that leads as well. I have a whole product journal of post-it notes of ideas waiting to be born. But guess what? Those ideas weren't as they weren't really. See, they had, there's an interest in them, and I want to do them but I'm not as passionate about them as I am about your business catalyst, right? And helping other people build their own businesses so they can get the freedom that they need. And so that's why I started with your business catalyst, right? A couple years back. And so, yeah. I love that. That's that's amazing. First of all. Uh, and I wish you the best of luck getting to, to 8,000, um, Within within the year, I'm sure if you're growing at a 50% rate every month, you'll you'll get there in no time. Um, it sounds like I'm amazed to hear that you've got a whole uh, booklet of ideas and stuff like that too. Because that I I also have a couple booklets <laughs> like that, and and I've always wondered if I was like just this weird individual that I, like constantly is writing down ideas where I'm like, oh, this would make a great you know whatever product or or course or like all sort like book yeah, whatever i yeah. mean I'm, I'm constantly writing things down and my my biggest issue probably is focusing down and figuring out okay what actually is my passion what is my purpose where do i want to spend that energy time um and how can i be efficient at it and so like you i've, I've got various things that I've written down whether they'll turn into fruition, maybe down, you know, in a couple of years time. Um, but I'm just focusing on on what I'm focusing on at the moment. So that's super cool. Vanessa, I'm going to move us on to the fire round, the next part of the show. Uh, Ooh, this okay. has been filled with um, just a ton of information and, and I've been learning a lot. So thank you so very much. But I've got a couple uh, quick questions. I'm going to just fire at you. Do you have a favorite quote that you live by? I would say right now, I don't. I used to have a quote, um, keep your head up. <laughs> Essentially, is what the quote was, keep your head up by Tupac Shakur. And that's what I used for many years uh, without getting out of my life situation. But yeah, but right now, I do not have a quote. Keep it simple to keep it moving. That's my motto. So Vanessa Zammy. <laughs> quote by Vanessa Zammy. There you go. 
I, I really like that. Keep it simple. Keep it moving. That I mean, uh, I like I like Tupac's quote. Keep your head up too. I think that's great. But but just the the concept of keep it simple. Keep it moving. Um, I don't know. It, it definitely. I can implement that in my life very easily. And, and it just, it speaks to me in so many different ways because by keeping it simple, it does keep it moving usually. So super cool. Um, Vanessa, do you have a favorite book or um, a current book that you're reading or just anything that you've listened to recently that may have inspired you? Well, my favorite book is the Harry Potter series, but <laughs> but in terms of a current book that I'm reading right now, um, is Cash Flow. I'm actually looking right now. My um, Cash Flow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki. Um, and so I will say, essentially, Rich Dad Poor Dad was a book like many years back that got me started on my path and just seeing that you know entrepreneurship and this whole wealth game is actually possible for everyone. And you know, since then, I've just been reading up on stuff. Um, essentially, yeah, now I'm reading Cash Flow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki. Um, a recent book that I also have read that's been amazing is The Wealthy Code by George Anton um, for those who are real estate investors currently because then you don't get as lost in the formulas, <laughs> essentially. But yeah, that's what I there. I'll check out The Wealthy Code. I've, I've read uh, Cashflow Quadrant last year. And mm -hmm. again, just an amazing book as it talks all about, um, I'm trying to remember what they all are, self self-employed. No, there's employed, yeah. self-employed, uh, business mm -hmm. owner business. and investor. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And and yeah, for anybody out there that's interested, it's a great book, but it really just kind of breaks it down to how you can be employed to self-employed. That's on one side of it. And then uh, when you move to the other side of business owner and investor, that's where I would say the majority of the money is to be made. And and something that I feel like this talks to the the side hustle and, and something that I learned in the past from starting you know one of my own businesses was... Moving from employed to self-employed, a lot of people think like, cool, I'm now a business owner, but uh -huh. self-employed really can also mean that you have, you have created a job for yourself. Um, yes. and, and, and in a lot of, in a lot of ways and a lot of times it can almost mean a lot of different jobs for yourself because you're wearing many different hats for yeah. one business. Um, so just if you if you haven't read it before, go check out the book because it really just breaks it down to um, all the different ways and and just as a heads up that like just starting your own business doesn't always make you. I mean, technically, yes, you're a business owner, but really, it also might just implement that you've got a lot of new jobs uh, for yourself as well. Anyway, gr yeah, great book. Yeah. Sorry about that. I mean, that it goes little... back to what we talked about earlier, where we talked about how you know at some point in time you're gonna get your business to the place where. Yeah. It becomes a main business. You have a team of people. They're running it for you. And then you have more bandwidth to do something else, right? So that's the, the S to the B. That's the, the self-employed to the business side. But typically as a new entrepreneur, you're starting out with the S, but you're striving yeah. for the B though. Yeah, exactly. Yes. There we go. And I, I like that you did a better job of clarifying that. You're starting with the S, but you're striving to the B. Starting with the self-employed, striving to be the business owner. So yeah, a great way. Anyway, great book and highly recommend uh, anybody check that out. Um. What, what is a lesson, Vanessa, that maybe you've learned recently, whether it be through a recent mistake or success? Great question. I would say a recent, sort of like a recent aha, I guess, is, maybe not a recent aha, but it's more so like a recent aha that I learned like sort of through my clients and like working with them is there are a lot of people who are, you're taking like seven, eight, nine figure business advice for your like three, four, five, six figure business. 
And unfortunately, and what do I mean? And unfortunately, there's an issue with that, right? And I remember because it was sort of about how there's like, oh, that's part of the reason why I was struggling back in the beginning with my business is that I was trying to live a seven figure business life, but I was at like zero figures, right? And so, you know, you're hearing things about, oh yeah, you should like get a team. You should like automate this. You should automate that. You're like, oh yeah, you should get like an email list and automate that. And you have 10 emails on your email list. So what are you automating, <laughs> right? And so, but you spend so much time and energy when we talk about doing the most, right? And being busy, you spend so much time and energy learning this email platform, starting this email list. And then you have like 10 emails to like send it to, right? And I remember essentially that's what I was like doing way back, like a couple of years back when I was starting your Visions Catalyst. And it's so, also the same thing that I'm finding with my clients where it's like, Vanessa, I need to do this email list. And I'm like, for what email like what what email like you like we like literally we're focused on your, your instagram followers for example right and so what you need to do is focus on your content for your instagram but it's like oh yeah but gary v told me that i need to do an automated email list and it's like gary v's not speaking to you right his clientele are seven eight nine figure businesses right yes he knows what he's talking about but he's not speaking to you right he at some point in time he was speaking to you like five, 10, 15 years ago, he was speaking to you, but today he's not speaking to you, right? <laughs> like today he's speaking to the seven, eight, nine, he's speaking to the future you, right? And so it's being, just being aware of like, what advice are you taking and how does it relate to where you are now in your business, right? And just being conscious of that because it, it can definitely like hold you back in terms of, you know, staying up until 1 a.m. to do stuff that you don't need to do, right? Or thinking that you need to do others, other additional stuff. And so that's how I would just stay there. Um, just like a key lesson and key takeaway that I just want to sort of just been like been emphasizing this past week for people like, okay, <laughs> you know, take a step back. Like you reflect on 2020 and what that was for you, just like what were the actions that you were actually taking or what are the actions that you actually need to take? So yeah. I, I really, I really like that. And, and I think that's something that we can all, um, fall victim to at times mm -hmm. is taking advice that that might be too many steps ahead of the the program do you know what i mean like you yeah. somebody might giving might be giving advice from step nine mm -hmm. to step ten but if you're still on step two it doesn't really work you can't get yeah. there yet and so it's yeah, you you did a great job explaining that like it might be advice for that, you know, six, seven figure business. But if you're on, you know, a four figure business, you shouldn't be focusing on that aspect of it yet. You'll yeah. get there and, and keep that as a, as a vision. But it doesn't mean that that's where your focus and energy and time needs to be implemented at the moment. That was yes, that's really cool. Um, Vanessa, if you could go back in time to any time in your life and give yourself one piece of advice, what would it be? <laughs> I would go back to maybe like back when I was a child thinking about what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> and I was like, well, maybe I'd be an accountant. I like numbers. Maybe I can be a model. I'm almost 5'9". I didn't get quite reach 5'9". I only reached 5'7". But uh, at some point I was growing at a rapid pace. So I was like, oh, maybe I'm good there. But, um, you know, so I would tell myself essentially, I would literally tell myself about entrepreneurship, right? And so like I grew up, my mother like did not make anything beyond 36K per year in her hourly wages. And so like owning a business, like the concept that regular people own businesses, like wasn't really a thing that like, you know, I see laundry mats, but I didn't think like actual regular people own laundry mats. Like, I don't know, it was just, it was just not a concept for me that I quite understood, right? Or really was tied into. And then, you know, I go to Silicon Valley and I'm like, you know, age 18 in Silicon Valley, I hear the term entrepreneurship, but again, 
did not think it was for me. <laughs> Didn't really, you know, see myself there, so to speak. Right. And then I ended up going through corporate America, all that jazz. Now it was not until I read Rich Dad Poor Dad where I actually was like, oh, oh, this is like an accessible thing. Like this is okay. Like maybe all these ideas I'm writing down in the journal, I can actually make them happen. <laughs> right. Um, and so I would say go back to my my child stuff and be like, hey, there's this thing called entrepreneurship. BTW, you might want to consider that in your life path. So that's what I would say there. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's super cool. I love that. Um, um, Vanessa, I also just try to add value as much as I can, uh, throughout the show. So is there something that you're focusing on right now that I might be able to help you out with? Oh, that's a lovely way you frame that question. Nick. Um, I would say, I mean, if you want to come into my group and like do a live, you're welcome to. Um, but I would say, I would say like, yeah, so right now what I'm working on in terms of adding value to the world, well, podcast interviews, boot camps, all that jazz. Um, and so I have a, I offer free business boot camps to people. And so it's a five day experience where I just come on live every evening. Um, and it's a party, it's a party. If you have, couldn't already tell, um, it's a party, it's a party, it's a knowledge party, a knowledge party. And so we, you know, I come on live, my team and I are just there to support people who are going through the boot camp. Um, it is a free experience, five day experience. And at the time that I'm actually doing this interview, we're actually in the middle um, of one of our boot camps, the first one of the year but the fifth one ever. Um, and so, you know, I'm going to continue doing that at least for the next couple of months. And, you know, it's my green light, so to speak, right? <laughs> so for the next couple of months, and we'll see how else it goes. But the community is growing. The community is, you know, getting to where it should be. People are interacting, helping each other out. And it's amazing. My team and I are just loving the energy, you know, as we go through and we see people just, you know, vibing with each other. And it's great. So yeah, if you want to join and sign up for this boot camp, bootcamp.vzami.com. We go through time management, marketing, you know, efficiency and effectiveness in your business strategy to ensure that you're taking care of yourself, but also taking care of business. And so you're welcome to come check us out, bootcamp.vzami.com. Awesome. So for anybody that wants to go uh, check out Vanessa and join her free bootcamp, uh, what was it? It's bootcamp.com slash vz. Is that bootcamp.vzami.com. Yeah. Or oh, you can just okay. go to vzami.com. Vz. A-M-Y, so V, my last name, dot com. Either one works, yeah. Okay, perfect. There you, there you guys have it. Um, it are, what's your what's your social handle that you want, that we should like promote on here as well? Or is the, is the boot camp where people should go uh, to connect with you? The boot camp is where people should go, right? It's okay. like, keep it simple, keep it moving, go to boot camp. Or you can, you can like connect with me on LinkedIn as well too. But I don't do much on LinkedIn. But you can connect with me on LinkedIn and you get updates on like, you know, Different things I do, <laughs> but you also awesome. got to be on LinkedIn as well too. So yeah, yeah, I, I have an I like Instagram, that. but I stopped using that. Oh, mm. <laughs> uh, there we go. A little little red light, green light thing there. Yeah. <laughs> keep, keep it simple. Keep it moving. This has been awesome. Thank you so very much, uh, Vanessa, for joining me today. It's been a pleasure talking with you, um, getting to learn about the side hustles, um, about your boot camp, and this has just been a total pleasure. So thank you very much. And again, anybody out there that wants to uh, join Vanessa, go check it out. I'm definitely going to go check it out myself. And I'd love to, uh, to speak with you on one of the nights uh, if that's still something you're looking for, uh, just so that I can help give back and, and add value as well. And yeah, so thank you all to our listeners for checking us out. If, the, if you guys got any value out of this, please share this out with someone that you think might need to hear it, uh, whether it's somebody that's you know trying to set goals, uh, create a side hustle for 2021, or whether it's just somebody that you think uh, you know might need uh, a, 
a vision to help produce their passion along the way. So share it out to somebody that you think might need to hear this as it helps us build our community, helps share the message and uh, just build our collective along the way. So thank you guys all for, uh, thank you guys all for tuning in. And I'm Nick Troutman signing off, wishing you all an awesome day. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.